I think the likelihood that we're going to have a vaccine for widespread use in 2020 is extremely low. I think we need to think of that as largely a 2021 event. And if we do have a vaccine available in 2020, it's likely to be used in a much more targeted fashion, almost in a therapeutic sense to protect very high risk populations. So that's Dr. Scott Gottlieb saying it's a next year event, not a this year event, which is uh, disappointing. Come on, what? The president says he's they're hoping that they'll have it this year. Biden and Harris are out saying that if Trump puts out a a, a, a vaccine, I keep saying virus instead of vaccine. Well, stop it. Nobody's I got your word straight, Jack. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody wants to put out a virus. Another one. We don't need another. China one. did. But uh, so Biden and Harris are out saying that if Trump puts out a vaccine, that you can't trust it. Because it'll just be whoa, politics. Whoa, Which whoa, I think it, it no, seems that's in what? Both Scott Gottlieb and Trump are right. There will be a vaccine before the end of this year, but it will not be available for mass use until next year. Right. So when Trump says we're going to have a vaccine possibly as early as October, that's not a lie. Hmm. But it, it's I think it's a little misleading because it makes people think, oh, good. But, I can we're, go not, to- but we're talking about Biden and Harris saying if if there's a vaccine, don't trust it. Well, if he mass markets and pushes it out to the people, I would agree that. I think that's closer it's, to Trump's stakes than anything, but I don't think that's what he's going to do. <laughs> no, I don't think he's going to put out his own vaccine. It'll come through other government agencies, and you'd have to believe there'd be, God, you'd have to have like a thousand people who would keep their mouths shut about a fact, fake vaccine to put it out there. I mean, it would be the biggest scandal in American history if you, oh, yeah. if you put out a vaccine that wasn't wasn't safe to go to uh Go to market. So they changed. They changed that story though yesterday. I get a feeling that they felt like that wasn't working, and they went with the we're concerned that Trump will only get the vaccine out to white people and not people of color. Oh, that was boy. from Biden's campaign manager. Oh so boy, going with the equity thing on that. Whites only vaccine counter. Yeah, that's going to happen. But um, uh, I would, I would, uh, I will take the vaccine when it comes out. Um. India surpassed Brazil to take the second spot in total virus cases behind only the U.S. True, but vastly underrated. I was just reading about this over the weekend. The vast majority of deaths in India are not, uh, what's the proper term? They're not dealt with by the government at all. The vast, there's no death certificate. The vast majority of Indian deaths, grandma passes away, you have a good cry, you pray, you put her in the ground. That's what I've been saying for six months. I know it. China lies, India has no way of knowing. Right. So when you say America's number one in, in cases, you're leaving out the two, and we're the third biggest country in the world. Mm-hmm. So we should have the third. First in terms of coolest. We should have the third highest number of cases. Yes. If it's going to be proportional. We would be third if China didn't lie and India had any way to count it. And everybody, including Fox, leaves that out when they say America leads the world in cases and death. It's just a lie. It might as well be a lie. It's so dishonest. Well, you don't have any data. No. China won't give you data. They know but won't tell you. India doesn't have any idea. Yeah. They have no idea how many cases they have. It could how many be people 10 are times dying. higher. It could be 50 times higher yeah. than they've said. I think that's, that's yeah. yeah. I thought that's been obvious for a long time, but yep. nobody ever says. I haven't heard anybody say it except for me. I know. How is that even possible? I know. Well, I just said it. Um, Listen to you, you credit hog. And I'm a dummy by indie standards, but I came across this. I thought this was interesting. Uh, earlier this spring, India instituted the world's largest lockdown to try to stem the pandemic. We did a similar thing in the United States. The restrictions caused economic devastation. That happened here also. And failed to reverse the trajectory of the outbreak. 
we don't know that for certain, but we'll know someday how much how much good that did us. Mm-hmm. Uh, some guy's name I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Look at this guy's name. How many syllables do you suppose? Well, look at that guy's name. Second paragraph. Oh, how'd you go about that? Oh yeah, Jaya Prakash Milgu. <laughs> Okay. He does good work. Something or other. Um, he's a le- leading Indian epidemiologist. He predicted that India's daily reported cases will continue to rise in coming weeks. He estimates that daily cases could double over the next month to the extent that they have any idea. Oh, yeah. The people out there in the hinterlands where people subsist on $2 a well, month right. are getting regular tests. Right. Please. He criticized the government for implementing the harsh nationwide lockdown, though, calling it a waste that hurt the economy and people's livelihoods. The lockdown was a cruel joke played on our poor in the name of COVID, he said. Wow. So they have the same attitude uh, with their top guy in India as a lot of us have in the United States. Are they not going with the scientists? We're going to listen to the science. Ugh. That may be, I'm trying to think of what phrase would get me to slug somebody. That one might be at the top of the list. We're going with the science. Science! The smug bastages. Anyway, sorry. I got off on a tangent. I just can't stand it anymore. Uh, just, I was talking to some, some folks in, uh, in local government uh, that where I live. They're beside themselves trying to figure out what the heck the state is doing. And it's true in state after state. And you got politicians at this point just trying to cover their own butts and spin the story so they don't look uh, responsible for the economic devastation or the joblessness or the closed up main streets or whatever. But, so uh, one of the biggest fires in uh, in uh, the West Coast was started by a gender reveal party, which I only just became aware of these parties a couple of months ago. They, I don't remember it being a thing even when my kids were born. Mm, I was no. unaware of them anyway. Well, yeah, it 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 started back in two thousand eight. When a lady by the name of, she's a blogger, Jack, bloggers, <laughs> which means she has a computer, Jenna Carvunitis. She's largely credited for creating the gender reveal party. She recently took to Facebook to condemn the over-the-top events. Uh, stop having these stupid parties. For the love of God, stop burning things down to tell everyone about your kid's penis. No one cares but you. You didn't need to drop the P word. I'm quoting the woman here. Uh, she and her husband uh, just uh, they had a, a party and they cut a cake that revealed pink frosting. On the inside of the cake to reveal that they were having a girl. They put it out on social media because they had a bunch of families scattered where's, around where's the country. The, the pyrotechnics. Where's the where's the magician? We, we need more pizzazz for that. <laughs> cutting a cake. Why am I going to watch that on Instagram? That is so boring. Now, if somebody like sends up a hot air balloon and then shoots it out of the air with a SAM missile and it reveals pink smoke, now that's a reveal. See, it's gotten bigger and bigger. It's like the whole... You know, whether it's your your wedding or your engagement or whatever, everything's got to be a, a giant thing on Instagram so you get more followers. It's interesting that, that it would seem that most people have that inclination. I've got the opposite. God, the last thing I want is a big gathering that draws attention and discussing with a bunch of people. Right. Strangers looking at my life and my stuff. Ugh. Anyway. And we, we considered that um, a very intimate thing. The whole finding that out. Not a have a party. <laughs> yes. But whatever. Do so what you want. The current wildfire in um, uh, San Bernardino, the San Bernardino uh, area in the county, massive wildfire. 
this started. Um, oh, where is that? God, it's written in a confusing way. This was my favorite part uh, because I've done this so many times. Um, there was a 2017 gender reveal party in Arizona that led to a nearly 50,000 acre fire. Members uh, at the party, um, invitees, shot at a makeshift target scrawled with the words boy and girl. And the target was packed with tannerite, which, as you may recall, is uh, an explosive that I have shot at myself during some of the redneck fests that I enjoy attending with friends on the outskirts of town. And we we shoot guns at explosives, but we do it in a very uh, fire-safe way. Well, you fire at this target, and when somebody finally hit it, it exploded with a giant blue cloud. Oh, it's a boy! It's a boy! Now post it on Instagram, and uh, except the explosion started a fire that burned 50,000 acres. Oh, let's see. In April... Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. Breathless Bill, I think <laughs> he's the that, last guy you want at your gender reveal party. That's, that's the whole reason we're, we're here, my friend. I knew I should have vetted this guest list. <laughs> so the San Bernardino party can't was... invite people who don't believe in gender <laughs> to a gender reveal party. Gender is a construct <laughs> of a patriarchal society. <laughs> you should not impose gender on your penis child. So seven thousand acres in San Bernardino. You got fifty thousand acres in um, in uh, in Arizona. Just this April, a gender reveal party in Florida led to a ten-acre brush fire. Uh, after using a similar tannerite and weapon uh, mender uh, or method, rather. last October in Iowa, an idea for a fun gender reveal party went south when the family unintentionally built a pipe bomb. <laughs> When the device went off, it wasn't just blue or pink gunpowder that exploded, but the entire entire pipe did as well, sending fr- fl- flying shrapnel, uh, including a piece of metal who hit their grandmother and killed her. You hate to set off a grenade and kill granny. Yeah, that's not a good party. Oh, I love this. If this either is... of your grandparents die, it's not a good party. And this is from uh, KTLA. Oh, I guess it's, uh, well, CNN put this out from KTLA TV in L.A., um, danger aside, there's also overwhelming criticism of the parties as a system that upholds the gender binary. That is, it's either a boy or a girl. All right. <laughs> what percentage of soft heads actually has some sort of conflict about, I don't know whether we should be upholding the gender binary by saying we're having a girl. Are there, how many people, seriously, what percentage of America thinks that way, talks that way? I don't know. I actually don't know. How do they I get hope so it, much attention? I hope it's tiny. Yeah. Uh, China got pretty uppity over the weekend, and we uh, un, un, uh, unveiled some statistics about our military versus China that were a little troubling. Oh, we probably all, all ought to be aware of. And Jack, working the China desk as you always are. Yeah. We, we, the people of America, appreciate your vigilance. And a 12-year-old boy has been suspended for school for showing a toy gun in his Zoom class. Which is uh, pardon ob- me? obviously a reasonable reaction. All that uh. on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
He's in the comfort of his own home for the school to expect for there not to be any type of toys or anything around someone's home. Pretty ridiculous. For them to go as extreme as suspending him for five days, sending the police out, having the police threaten to press charges against him is insane. If her main concern was his safety, a two-minute phone call to me or my husband could have easily alleviated this whole situation. Yeah, well, nobody's dumber than school officials, in my experience, starting back when I was a kid. Um, Nobody's more delusional than the people in education in general, whether it's colleges or whatever. I swear, our education system is just... It's 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 been polluted with insanity. It's full of zero tolerance policy weirdos. Yeah. Who are uh, and and I always have the same question on this stuff. Was there nobody who raised their hand, whether it was two or three of you meeting or or ten of you meeting? Nobody raised your, their hand and said this is an overreaction. You know, I just remembered. We'll get to it before the end of the hour. I promise. Got a letter. Uh, answering that question partly that it, it'll be the you'll think about it all day really it'll be one of the most shocking cool. things you've ever because I've always wondered that yeah it, yeah so you got a twelve year old who showed showed a toy gun during the Zoom class and it and it looks like a real gun I mean it it, it looks like a gun but it says it does say zombie hunter on the side and as yeah. the mom said Somebody's there gotta hunt them as the mom said there you could have called their home and in two minutes found out it was a toy gun and just said well don't show it on the camera and that's the end of that. Right. Um, but no, you got to suspend him because he got a zero tolerance policy and he's probably a school shooter and everything else. Oh, just, boy. You people are all just nuts. Yeah. You're all nuts. Oh, that reminds me. Um, I don't know if I can come up with it, but on that topic, I've got the info on it. They determined, and I knew this at the time. When they, when we were having lots of school shootings and everybody was horrified at the idea of a school shooting at their school and they started doing these, uh, training, uh, you know, oh, yeah, like a fire drills. drill. Yeah. And I at the time said, I don't want that at my school. I think it'll do more harm to my kid to have them put, to put in their head the idea that a kid might come to their school and shoot them right. than, than any good they will do. Well, lo and behold, after a long study, they've determined, yes, it absolutely does way more damage to children. To put into their mind the idea and, you know, go through the, this is what you do if Jimmy's walking down the hall shooting us all. Wow. You hide in the desk and you do this. And it's a multi-billion dollar industry across the oh, country. Oh, boy. Of people going around selling their expertise. Right. On how Remind to deal you a little it. of the whole critical race theory insanity. Those yeah. people are making mint worth of money. Yeah. Going around lecturing your company or your school or whatever, telling all white people they're evil. Oh, we have some tape for you coming up. We, uh, you, oh, you'll love this. I, I won't be too pointed on this, but we were around one of these training sessions one time by a retired firefighter or policeman or something, and it was just... Yeah, it was like an EMT or And something. it was just nothing. But I'm sure the company that I was aware of uh, paid a lot of money for it. And yeah, schools are paying billions of dollars across the country to psychologically damage your child. Right. I mean, if it had been coming to my kid's school, I would have kept them home that day. I just thought it was a terrible idea. Shockingly, it turns out, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's something. And the last thing, the younger, the worse, obviously, the last thing you need to do to, is to tell an eight-year-old, you know, there's a chance one of your kids, your friends is going to go nuts and come here and shoot you all. Right. In fact, we're so certain of it, we need to train for it a couple of times a year. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. Wow. I, I wish there was some sort of, I don't know how you'd compose it exactly, but a like a uh, a board of common sense that this stuff got passed through. 
I mean, you just you take a handful of sane people as determined by somebody somewhere. <laughs> Tend to, you know, you got a couple of farmers, you got small business owners, you just normal people. You got a soldier, a cop, and a nurse, and and they're the bureau of common sense. Yeah. And anybody who tries to pass any of this foolishness, they'll say. No, the obvious flaw with that is you're going to, for instance, terrify the children, and it's a one in a million thing. Right, yeah. Educate the teachers, leave the kids out of it. Then you pound the gavel, because you, you got your common sense gavel. Hey, uh, coming up, I want to get to, David Brooks in the New York Times had a what if Trump won't leave column, that when I first saw it, I thought, all right, whatever. But the scenario he laid out before he gets to the crazy part is pretty good Okay, about how the election could turn out. I think it's... Fairly likely. So it's not feverish speculation on MSNBC. It gets there, and we'll skip that part. But the first okay. part is good. Okay. And also, this article I came across, charging your iPhone. We've we've heard from a variety of people the right way to charge your iPhone. Their conclusion by their tech experts was it's way more hassle than it's worth. Charge it all night. Don't charge it all night. Charge it when it's low. Charge it when it's high. Charge it whenever it does you most good. Oh, really? Don't worry about it. Really? It does. The, the, the incremental benefit is not worth worrying about it. Huh. So I was happy to hear that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I want to hear more about that, but because I'm, I'm not very worried about it. <laughs> it's not like I'm losing sleep over it. Or, I don't know, honey. My iPhone seems seems a little uncharged lately. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm committed to helping Kenosha rebuild. We must give far greater support to our law enforcement. It's all about giving them additional support. These are great people. The underlying racism that is institutionalized in the United States still still exists, has existed for 400 years. So Biden sound pretty whispery and wow. going with the whole institutional racism in the United States for 400 years, the 1619 Project thing. Ah, there you go. Systemic Which, uh, racism. Tear down the U.S. Tear it down. It's a racist nation, Joe. Surprised he's willing to go that far. Kamala Harris on the talk shows over the weekend uh, talking about the Wisconsin shooting, the Kenosha shooting. Uh, of everything I see, you, you, I haven't seen anything that could possibly justify that shooting, and I think the policeman should be charged. She actually said, "Wow!" And uh, wow! And and, and no, but and, and then just talking about just a great family and just inspiring to meet them and everything like that. The guy snuck into his girlfriend's house and sexually assaulted, broke in, broke in, assaulted her with her kid in the bed, and he's been beating her up for years. It might be a nice family, but he ain't a nice guy, right? This right. whole just an inspiration to be around them thing. What what is what is that? Well, as that one uh, black man was saying, when we played the uh, recording earlier. He's not my Martin Luther King. Anyway, I didn't mean to get off on that topic. Um, this was in the New York Times over the weekend. Uh, David Brooks and the the title of the column had me thinking. Oh boy, this is going to be one of those. I can't uh, can't handle it. The um. Uh, why, 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 why does your phone got to update right like you're looking at it, and then it changes what you're looking at? Son of a... Why, why does it have to do that? You want to tease something, see if I can even find this? Nope. I'm going to leave you hanging. <laughs> <laughs> a bold choice. Okay, I Coming up it. in a moment, a, a, a letter from a beloved listener that has really spun my head around about the whole teachers and schools thing. Completely different perspective, okay. and a great example, a great example 
of why you need both sides of a story. There you go. I'm, I'm willing to hear that. Uh, what will you do if Trump doesn't leave? Playing out the nightmare scenario. And I thought, <laughs> okay, this is going to be that whole thing. Trump takes charge, and he's dictator, and he's Hitler, and he stays. Oh, he said it in a speech. Three terms. And he, if you he, want to drive him crazy, just say eight more years or 12 more years. <laughs> 16 would do it good. You'd really drive him into the loony bin. And David Brooks does kind of get there toward the end, and to me, what is just a fanciful, ridiculous scenario. But the lead-up, I thought, was pretty good. On the evening of November 3rd, election night, Americans settle nervously in front of their screens to await election results. In the early hours, Donald Trump seems to be having an excellent night. Counting the votes cast at polling places, Trump is winning Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. It's almost certainly true. Mm-hmm. Those states don't even begin processing mail-in ballots until Election Day. Trump quickly declares victory. He may or may not, but I could believe that. Yeah, yeah. so far it is not unrealistic. So do many other Republican candidates. The media complains that it's premature. Trump world is ecstatic. Democrats know that as many as 40% of the ballots are mail-in and still being counted. And those votes are likely to be overwhelmingly for Joe Biden, but they can't control the emotions of that night. It's a gut punch. As the mail-in battle ballots are tallied, the Trump lead er- leads erode. But the situation is genuinely unclear. Trump is on the warpath raging about fraud. I, you know, I think that's likely. Yes. Yeah. And I, for one, wish he'd approach that a little differently, but go on. And come that night, he might have good reason to be raging about fraud depending on what information is out there, what is reporting. Right, yeah. Uh, Within weeks, there are lawsuits and challenges everywhere. Within weeks. So he's, you know, stating here that we don't know weeks after the election. Within weeks, there are lawsuits and challenges everywhere. It's like Florida in 2000, but the chaos is happening in many states at once. Ballots are getting tossed because of problems with signatures or not getting tossed amid a national frenzy. I'll bet. Trump says he won't let Democrats steal the election and declares himself reelected. It's an outrage, but uh, blah, 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 uh, according to Democrats. A certain kind of Republican takes to streets to, uh, to enforce Trump's version of events. Um, and then a certain, uh, the left is on the streets, too. On the fringe of the left, there are those who want to overthrow the racist, cisgendered, patriarchal, neoliberal oligarchy, yes. in addition to Trump. This is their chance at mayhem, too, and they seize it with sometimes violent passion. It's back to the whole never let a crisis go to waste, and that's what the Antifa Marxist types are doing right now. And so, yeah, in a crisis that big, yeah. Oh, please. Yeah, and then and then he degenerates into the Trump gets a hold of the military and all this sort of stuff that's just crazy talk oh, to me. But I think everything leading up to that point, I think that's the most likely scenario. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It, unless the trends in mail-in voting aren't what is expected. And there's there have been a couple of cases, notably uh, Orange County, California, where uh, turned out Republicans voted by mail much more than was expected. I don't know. Yeah. But it would take that to prevent that scenario from I, taking place. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. I mean, that's what happened in Orange County. It was just incredible numbers of mail-in ballots. And if we have that nationwide, we're going to have tens of millions of mail-in b- ballots. And some of the rules are being changed as as we speak. There are states that have changed the rules that they've had forever already about signatures and dates. Is it Georgia? I think it's Georgia that now will allow the votes to be up to three days late. Oh, boy. And and still be counted. Uh, prior to this, you had to have them there by election day, regardless of when they're post- postmarked. And so, you know, those, those could be challenged in yeah. the courts. The Supreme Court could end up in a situation where they're dealing with 
five, six, eight, ten different states' rulings and trying to figure out, you know, whether they did it right or wrong, and mm-hmm. it might be going toward Biden, or they might have a rule. They might have a, a rulings in a day that help Trump and Biden. Right. Right. It, oh my God! I got my uh, notice from the state that uh, they're going to mail me a ballot, whether I want one or not. Got an email uh, the other day from a guy who uh, had the ballot information was sent uh, to him appropriately. He also got one from the people who used to live, or for the the guy who used to live in his house, and his daughter who uh, is a college graduate and hasn't lived at home for years. So he has three ballots in his possession, or will. I can't remember which stage it was at. And you're going to hear that story repeated over and over and over again. It will cause just enough doubt to make people wonder about the validity of the election. Then you'll have China and Russia working as hard as they can. To get us at each other's throats, and plenty of people going along with it. First debate is... Although, you know, I, I, who would listen to this? <laughs> this first is terrible. First debate is three weeks from tomorrow, and a USA Today poll out today. Uh, most people think Trump will win, 47 to 40. I said, you kidding me? The majority of people, not the majority, the biggest number of people think Trump will win the debates. That's yeah. a plurality. There you go. Thank you. Um, I don't know what 47 to 40, what were the other people? And the decline to state. What election? I tell you this. Win the debates. First, I always have I always have trouble with that term. I don't know what that means. It's whoever gets the most points. <laughs> Idiots. Um, so uh, listen here. I, I, I stand by these words. Biden is making appearances, giving speeches and on the one occasion, answering questions from the media when he has good days. Oh, my God. And they. They make the call. I think. I think today's a good day for Joe to do it. All right, assemble the media. Blah blah. He can't do that for the debate. He might show up, and I still don't believe he's going to do all three. But if he's having a rough day, and we've all known elders who've who've had this good days and bad days thing, if he shows up for debate number one and he's having a bad day, it's over. They're gonna have to pump him up full of B twelve or something. Ginkgo biloba. That reminded me when you said that good days, bad days, taking questions. They had a montage on Fox. Of the questions that he was asked in his press conference on oh. Friday. And these are from big-time journalists. That guy that I sat next to at uh, dinner from CBS. Um, uh, you know, the, 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 the people from the big publications and broadcast networks just tossing him the softest of softballs. It was, what do you think Trump means when he says this? I mean, just allowing him to project whatever it is he wants to. Wow. No, like, drilling down to specifics. You know, what, what What? What do you think of Black Lives Matter or Antifa or any of that sort of stuff? Not, not making him answer anything. What oh. kind of a guy do you think says the things Trump's being accused of saying about the military? You know, <laughs> and just then letting him, you know, give an essay on that. Right. Those were those were the questions. Yeah. And yeah, Brett wow. Baer said on Fox, he said, I'd like to do a, a back-to-back. The questions they ask Trump every single day in these press conferences, the pointed questions about on this day you said this, and then on this day, you know, that sort of thing. But on Biden, it's just, you know, throw out a hit it out of the park sort of you get to say anything you want. That's so weak. See, I was afraid of that. Mm, yeah. Um, that if then they finally got to asking questions. Nobody's going to ask him any questions. I hate to pin all my hopes on the debate um, or, or to, to think it's going to be as big a deal as, as I think it might be uh, because they often don't pan out to be that. But I have a gut feeling that this is going to be huge, this debate in three weeks. We'll see. 
Oh, hey, so the it'll whole- be hugely viewed. I'll tell you that. Man, oh, the ratings yeah. on that are going to oh. be might be the most watched thing ever. It might be up there at the moon landing. <laughs> it could be. So uh, we got a note from a beloved listener about the uh, open schools or don't open schools question. He makes an excellent point and one I hadn't really considered. Okay. Yeah, it'll, it'll probably change your thinking, too, or, or at least it might. And who's, what's, what's their uh, expertise again? Oh, it's uh, unassailable. It's uh, <laughs> it's world class. Okay. It's, it's, it's fabulous. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. As I've mentioned several times today, Labor Day means summer's over. Time to get serious. No more summer jokery, barbecues and shorts and sandals. Those days are gone. Who are you yelling at? Getting serious about school, about an election, about work? (laughs) Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir. May I have another, sir? Summer is over. Got a note from Alex uh, that I want to share with you. I'm going to read more than I generally do. Uh, Jack, feel free to jump in, obviously, if you'd like. Uh, but Alex says, guys, I've been a fan of your show since I was about 12. I'm now 108. <sighs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Alex throws in a couple different mentions that he is clearly a longtime friend of Armstrong and Getty. Very funny. In fact, he signs off with, oh, wait, I'm supposed to say I'm never listening again or something because you didn't perfectly match my mood and opinion. <laughs> Whatever. That's fantastic. So having established his bona fides. My mood and opinion. Or whatever. <laughs> so Alex Rice, I've been a fan of the, oh, that's right, we read that. Uh, couldn't think more highly of this show. Thank you very much. He says, I think you guys do a great job of understanding issues and presenting them with the nuance and consideration that a complicated world demands. That's okay. kind of what we're going for. Uh, but I think he writes, I think you're missing a detail in the school closure discussion that might impact your thinking a little. Well, having read this, you're right. Um, my wife is a high school teacher up here in crazy, crazy Portland. So I do have some idea what I'm talking about with regards to school. Part of the continued school closures are absolutely the unions having more power than they should. No question about it. Part of it, though, is that there are very few mechanisms that the teacher can use to enforce any rules. Mm. Remember, schools have been fighting tooth and nail to keep kids from checking out in the back of the room with headphones on. They've been struggling to make sure that girls wear shirts that cover their breasts. They've been working overtime to keep kids from having sex in the bathroom, selling drugs, fighting, and more. It's a battle they haven't been able to win. They make headway but can't Man, eliminate high school. <laughs> yeah, you got some sort of, I mean, it's a strip club high school. Um, anytime you have a rule, there has to be a consequence for breaking it. There has to be an answer to the question of, or what? Yeah. When it comes to all those things that schools fight against, they have vanishingly few options these days for answering that question. Corporal punishment is off the table, I would say, obviously, as are almost any punitive responses. You have discussed this on the show in the past. That means when a kid comes to school not wearing a mask or refusing to appropriately socially distance, what can a teacher or school do? They can't force the mask to go on, can't make the kids sit further away, can't kick them out of class, they can't expel them or threaten them with expulsion, they can't dock their grade, they can't do anything, really. It won't take long for the students to get the word that the rule doesn't have any teeth. 
In addition, the laws, both state and federal, that require all students are provided with a free and equitable education means that you as a school or or teacher can't deprive the child of that education, even if they're breaking the rules. Did you know this, uh, folks? This this is uh, the way schools are these days? You could kick them out of class for a while, but as soon as it becomes an access and equity issue, uh, that goes out the window, and you simply have to live with them breaking the rules. Um, and when a rule is a health measure, that becomes an issue. Uh, the difference between public and private schools, and the reason that private schools are so much more willing to reopen, is that they can tell people to wear a mask. And if they don't, they can tell them to leave and not come back until they have one. If they don't, they can kick them out and into public schools. You can't do that with public schools. And he gets into... Um, Obviously, that's an argument for changing those ridiculous restrictions on the schools. Yeah. Um, but, oh, I, should uh, I don't know how long it would take to do that. I should point out, he says, uh, I don't blame teachers for not wanting to go back to school. They're going to set up a paradigm where their authority is immediately undermined, where the measures that are in place for keeping them and their families safe are relegated to mere suggestions, and there will be no recourse. Well, from what I can understand, in public schools anyway, everything is a suggestion. Right. You can't make a kid do anything. That's what he's saying. Yeah, you Um, can't punish them. And uh, you remember the the Lakeland, Florida uh, lunatic psychopath shooter? He would have been in custody or being dealt with, except the Obama administration offered funding for if you don't ever arrest anybody and you don't discipline uh, kids of color, more than white kids, we got some nice bonus for you. But if you do, if you have anybody arrested, you'll lose your funding. So they didn't arrest this kid. So you have do good or feel good uh, uh, programs combined with you can't do anything if somebody violates the rule. What, what's a teacher supposed to do? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Oh. Public schools are failing i don't know what it is like in every state but i know california since your kids were in school has really uh taken away the few tools teachers had to do anything right under gavin newsom you cannot kick a kid out of school class for open insubordination no no, absolutely not a kid can sit in class the teacher can say open your books and whatever page and we're gonna read and the kid can just sit there no open your book and then just say no i'm not gonna Right. And there's nothing and say, you can go do. to hell. And there's nothing you can do you about it. You open your book, dumbass. <laughs> right. They can just sit there and do that. And it's just it's, Oh, how that are you would be depriving to... the child of their their equity, their education. And I'll tell you what it does, it deprives all the other kids of their equity, their mm-hmm. education, but Right. Oh yeah, I can I can imagine um you'd have I can I can like picture the kids in my son's class that wouldn't wear the masks. Um, and then they wouldn't wear them, and there'd be a few that were kind of like on the bubble whether they're going to wear them or not. You'd have half the class with no masks first day. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, good point, Alex. We appreciate you uh, reminding us of that. Again, that's an argument for doing away with that culture. Yeah. Not for accepting it. Maybe that would be a way to, maybe that would be a, a lever to force it. God, it's so maddening. It's so maddening. I don't know how, I don't know how teachers do it. I wouldn't last. I mean, I realize you've decided this is what you're going to do for a living. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, a certificate or whatever. This is what I do. What am I going to start a whole new career? But it's got to be so depressing. I think you, you probably you live to teach the good kids, the curious kids, the kids who are trying. You figure, all right, I'm lifting them up in the way my favorite teachers did me. Uh, I mean, I can't get everybody. I have no authority. It's humiliating at times, but it's really hard because it's so disruptive. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I would lose my S. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I feel so for for folks who are whose kids are stuck in bad public schools. I really I sympathize with y'all. 
Um, I don't know what to suggest exactly. You know, you make the decisions you make. You do your best for your family with you know your financial resources. But yeah, the state of a lot of public schools is absolutely tragic. And sure. but it will if it cannot continue, it will stop. You know, if it cannot go on forever, it will stop. And we're seeing a lot of things that I mean, if Ted Weasel, mayor of Portlandia, is coming out and saying as we played earlier, I I think when. Uh, People get arrested over and over again for committing violent crimes. Maybe we should, I don't know, hold them accountable. I mean, if even he is saying that, I suppose there's hope that society wakes up to these things when when they've had enough. Um, Some pop culture news. Taylor Swift's Folklore album is uh, number one for the sixth week in a row. I don't even know what that means. Tying some record. uh, Billboard's top 200 chart. I don't know how they calculate that. No, um, but 45 is being sold. T-Swizzle, Radio spins. T-Swizzle is huge. But also Metallica debuted at number four with their band S&M 2, which is their... with the San Francisco Symphony. That means that they've had a top ten album in each of the last five decades. First group to ever do Metallica that. Metallica has. I guess they're counting this as a new decade because 20 starts the 20s. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the zero year. Yeah. It's a, you know, a little, little fudgy, here. but uh, that's not fudgy. You catch the end of one You're decade, fudgy. and beginning of the end. Your face is fudgy. <laughs> that's pretty impressive, though. Five decades it's of... astonishing. Yeah. I'll check that out today. Armstrong and Getty.